0: It's episode 1036, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up? And from just down the road there in Nashville, sitting in for Jamie Ivey, our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Well, okay. So we have a great show in store for you. Levi and Jenny Lusco join us. We love them. Uh, We have slices this show. We have a great game at the end of the show. Uh, It's Epic Battle, but it's the Oscars edition of Epic Battle because if you're listening to this on the day the show comes out, Tuesday, this is the day all the Oscar nominees are announced. So we're doing an Oscar-themed game. Uh, we are in the throes of award show season right now this is so yeah
1: and and I'm I'm a I used to get more excited about award shows it seemed like a big shared experience big cultural event you go on Twitter it's a lot of fun yeah we would like live tweet it we would like like do funny jokes throughout it yeah we used to have the biz mm-hmm. like our own send-up. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the wind has sort of been taken out of those sales. Like, does anybody care anymore about the award shows? Dude, the
0: Critics' Choice Awards, the Critics' Choice Awards were on the CW and had the lowest ratings of any award show in history. It was like, like in the afternoon, too. Like 900,000 people tuned in. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a mm-hmm. show there's a show called the Critics Choice Awards? Yeah, it's like the very first oh. one before then the Golden Globes before oh, then you know the Oscars okay. it's like it's the thing that like starts oh, the you know, season, hey you down you know, bad but, if
2: you're on the CW like as the award <laughs> show you down bad dude one of the one of the people who
0: won was like who's watching this like on the show so no, who's watching this like did, literally he or she did not he said he said, "We're we're on the Seth Rogen. We're on the one network that has zero Critics Choice nominations. Like, why is this show even existing?" He like roasted mm-hmm. the whole show on the show. Hey, I give it to him. At least they're
1: trying.
2: I love Seth Rogen. But
1: my thing is, is MTV still in the game? Because the VMAs in the in the in the uh, movie awards used to be kind of fun. Now, it, it was like the, it's, or, or the Nickelodeon ones where they slime celebrities or, or yeah, whatever. You know, the
2: Kids' Choice Awards still They, still do, still, still they
1: do the Kids' Choice Awards. But that's what I'm saying. Like, those are still fun. Right. But these other ones, like, who cares? Half the movies, we've never even heard of. But I think you know? the ones and you're I'm talking
3: not, about, like, those are intentionally supposed to be fun. Like, I tune in to watch Katy Perry get slimed. Have you seen yeah. that video? She literally sure. lost her head. Yeah. Like, th- I don't really care about seeing this, like, prestigious actor who I know is probably kind of snooty, like getting up on stage and pretending to act like they didn't know they were gonna win, you know?
1: Now here's the thing. I don't feel like I don't feel like they should be rewarded for performances in films. I think it should be more competition. (laughs) Like throw up like let's say you have three actors or actresses or whatever Mm -hmm. they're in a really good movie. Uh You uh know? It's anyone can be good in a movie because there's editors and there's a director and there's camera operators. I don't know about that. You put them on stage. you put them on stage and have them improv a scene, okay, with other actors. Then we know who's who deserves the award. Like an element of something where anything can happen. That's what I'm saying.
2: Like, so you want to turn the Oscars into a living color? Is what you're saying? Would you not watch that
1: if if they pulled them <laughs> on and they had and they had to perform sketch comedy like with no rehearsal? Then you see who the real actors
2: are. You know actually, what I mean? actually, actually, I would watch that. If we turn the Oscars the SNL. Put their skills to the yeah. test. Yeah, you know? I'm with I think that. this year's okay, Oscars
3: are going to be incredibly tame because if you'll remember last year was when the slap happened. So I think everyone's going to try to be on their best behavior. And that's not good. So I think that means it's going to be mm-hmm. the most boring one.
1: Then you go the opposite because you know what? Everyone loves the slap. Don't let them, don't let them tell you different. People loved it, Chris still t- Oh, he I does. He he's can. got so much <laughs> mileage
2: out of that. He's oh still yeah, he has, a, he has a Netflix special that's popping just about off. the slap. Yeah, it's, yeah, just about the slap. Yeah, he's, it works for slap. everyone. It works for everyone. You know,
1: I'm not. I'm not condoning violence and assault, but I'm just saying, if there's playful slapping in this year's Oscars, no one's gonna. No one's gonna complain. It gave us playful slapping.
3: Someone is gonna make a joke, and it's not gonna land well.
1: It will not land. It has to. It. Has I mean, Gerard Carmichael. Made, he made a joke at the, yeah, uh, at, the at the Golden Globes. Yeah. No one cared. It was fine. It was just fine. Like I said, Chris Rock's getting a lot of mileage out of it. He was he was sitting in in, in the in the wings, laughing at, at, at the cri- <laughs> Look, we, we just need to spice these things up. They're just too boring. That that's that's the take.
0: You know, there's lots well, of ways to do. So it. you want to do like you want to do like the Rock and Jock MTV Twist, where they had sports competitions, but they added. A ten point shot to the basketball game. You want yes. you want to like put booby traps and like little
2: zigzags in the Oscar. And this format. is the guy talking about. Don't say doodle on live. He talking about booby traps. <laughs> look, look. If
1: if you want to win best actor, okay. Go, go up against your other nominees and you each have to perform a my, a monologue right now. We're going to put it up on the teleprompter <laughs> and you deliver it straight-faced and then we'll vote to see who's really the best.
0: Okay, okay. So you're saying that their film work, their film work gets them yes. nominated, but the award is actually then a competition that's live, an acting competition that's yep. live I don't and the like audience it. it's, it's, votes on it. It's, it's like your Idol record style. gets you into the playoffs,
1: but but we don't determine the winner the champion based on... Hey, it's like The Voice and it's like American Idol.
0: You got to sing live. We
1: got to vote live on how you're doing right now. American Idol
2: and The Voice is for people that have not been accomplished. It's for people that are trying to prove themselves as as singers, not freaking like dear, career actors. You, you, you're making, I don't want to see Morgan Freeman in a face off between Leonardo yes, DiCaprio yes, reading the monologue. Yes, you no, do. No, I don't. And, I and don't want to see that.
1: I'm about to make your point for you. Okay, the American Idol and The Voice are like two of the biggest shows on TV and they have no-name amateurs on there. Okay. You got all the world's greatest performers in one room. Why don't you throw that formula in there? Everyone's watching. It'd be the biggest thing on TV. Everyone's it, we, watching it. it. it, it, yeah, it Everyone's watching,
2: it. but then you just turn over award show into a game show good good exactly so, no, yeah. so we're out on award shows is what you're saying no more award shows we're just doing game shows from here on. this is this is what tiktok does to people like tiktok does good. this to That's us. the only thing good tiktok has done the thing i hate about
0: the oscars <laughs> is that it's a small group of people that vote and they even talk about the fact they don't even watch most of the movies they just look at like who's getting the buzz and they just vote for that person. It's like, they don't watch the movies. A lot of the voters at the Academy don't actually watch all the movies. They don't, you know, it's too much time. So they just kind of like group think here. Who's I need to, here's who I should vote for. And it's like, it's out of touch. So I like the democratization of this. Let's just bring them all into a room and American Idol style, have the public vote. I love it. Let's do it. Yep. Competition. It makes
1: everything better. You know, it's just, it just a little, little little entertainment value. That's, just, all. There's, there's, That's all. You, you guys, they just
2: no more awards shows. If you're winning, the, if you're winning
1: the award for best actress, let's
0: see you act,
2: okay? Why? Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. did in the two hundred billion dollar movie. They just put the two hundred billion dollar movie. They just put out.
0: No, that, because that could have been editing. That could have been directing. That could have been you don't.
3: It could have taken them fifty takes to get there. Right. Yeah. I don't right. Need, yeah. Exactly.
0: This is a Hey, hey, uh, the voice. It's live. You got to perform right now. And if you're excellent, then you'll win. And so like the same thing with the actors. If you're a great actor, show me. I love it. Let's do it. No. I don't know how you give an award for like cinematography or sound design. <laughs>
2: you just gotta edit right, right on the floor <laughs> like All right, we're gonna get this jacked up piece of content, color graded right now.
1: <laughs> we don't even we don't even keep award in those fields because nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. You name one name one Academy Award winning cinematographer right now or sound designer off the top of your head. <laughs> Yeah, Pro- point proven just eliminate them because yeah. nobody cares okay nobody sorry cares. you can have your own spinoff award cinematographers
0: yeah they'll do the the dinner the night before this is a yeah. game show it's a game hey, show hey,
2: good good luck hiring somebody to, to do the videos for your tiktok now like <laughs> like oh cinematography sucks huh everything irrelevant is gonna be grainy and stuff <laughs> Mhm. <laughs> Jason. All right, moving the show along.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. to spacey jane and benet the song is lots of nothing season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in
3: amazing did not disappoint
4: glory of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting
3: you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four
5: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season
0: four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so uh,
1: I, I, this was a pretty interesting one. I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's that time of year where it's, it's hard to get outside, enjoy, enjoy a little nature. But I do try to, you know, go for a little, go for a little stroll once a day when I can, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. get a little fresh air in the lungs. Well, this one's ca- came out of uh, Finland where researchers found that it ju- visiting a green area. So, I mean, and, and they're, they're, uh, it could be a park. It could be like a kind of, uh, outdoor urban green space. It could just be walking around, um, it, it it actually this is this is a quote uh, from a piece I ran in the Guardian. It said that um, visiting a green space area three to four times a week cuts people's chances of turning to drugs for mental health problems or high blood pressure by a third, and uh, people who are asthmatic it cuts by a quarter. Um, now they actually had a, a pretty large sample size. It was like seventeen thousand people and who were reporting. Their uh, frequency of visiting these green spaces and uh, comparing uh, that going to them prolonged how it affected, um, you know, sort of their measuring stick for whether it was affecting their mental health was their their use of medications to treat mental health issues. Like I said, they found a a, a pretty dramatic uh, drop of in in blood pressure, mental health and respiratory issues. Just by visiting a green space, this isn't like exercising. This isn't like going out there and you know doing some kind of boot camp or, or CrossFit out in the park or or, or Pilates or whatever. That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds terrible. This is just taking a stroll. Okay, just enjoying the green space. It it, it had a, a dramatic. In some case, it was associated with thirty three percent lower odds of using mental health drugs and thirty six percent lower odds mm. of using blood pressure uh, drugs. So, I mean. I like being outside, you know, I, 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 I think it's, it's always enjoyable to kind of get out and walk around, but I thought this was a really, uh, kind of, uh, affirming study when it comes to just the importance of taking a little, uh, break during the day and getting some, getting some fresh air. Do you, are, is that part of your guys's routine?
0: Yeah, I have to walk the dog twice a day, so I, we do a mile loop every day but I'm just home alone so like back in the day I'd go downtown and you know our office is downtown I have to walk to the office and walk to lunch and I was more active walking around the office whatever and now I'm just sitting at my desk all day at home so like I I have to get out of the house you know what I mean or else I'd just be sedentary so yeah I I walk the dog we go on long walks.
2: Yeah we have a a dope spot called Ratner Lake in, in Nashville and it's the most beautiful walk like it's, it's a lake and then you have these big trees and I, f- I always feel better when I come back from walking Ratner Lake. So I'm not going to do it right now because it's like 25 degrees. So that doesn't sound fun to me. It sounds like torture, but spring comes, we're going to be at Ratner. Yeah, that's
0: good. Okay. What do you have, Emily?
3: Um, I have a new report from Open Doors, which is a religious liberty organization that found that the persecution of Christians around the world has continued to grow over the last three decades and it's actually gotten more intense.
0: So not, not Christian persecution in the U S which is like a talking point on conservative right. radio. You're talking about global, actual, yes, global like around the world. Yeah.
3: Um, interestingly, yeah. the U S actually did not even make the list because of course not because they're not persecuted. They persecuted.
2: Yeah. The U S is the richest country in the world. and Yeah.
3: Um, so
1: the, like top. So this is the yeah. I was gonna say this is real persecution, not like some somebody getting asked to change a shirt at a mall somewhere one time.
5: Like,
1: <laughs> no, do, it's like, oh, I mean, that sounds bad, but is that like the one thing. Is that the one thing yeah. we're worried right. about? That one guy, right? That one exactly. Shirt. Yeah. That one mall. Yeah.
3: Which is, I mean, if y'all, if the listeners aren't aware, that actually did happen recently. A man at a mall was wearing a religious shirt, and he was asked to change, and everyone said that Christians are being persecuted. And this report is a really good reminder that persecution is not a word we should just throw around easily. Mm-hmm. It has a very specific meaning and it is not happening in the U S. Um, I don't know how many times we can say that, but, um, yeah, the top, li- or the top countries are North Korea, Somalia, Yemen, Eritrea, Libya, Nigeria, Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, and Sudan. So mm-hmm. a lot of these countries, um, there has just been like an increasing attack on specifically Christians, um, not just kind of religion in general, but specifically Christianity. So, um, Next time you someone says that they don't like your shirt at the mall, please don't cry persecution. Just say, okay, and just walk away.
2: What did the shirt have on it? That's crazy, though. It said
3: Jesus saves on the front, and on the back, it said Jesus is the only way. And it had, you know, like that little phrase that says coexist with like all the different religions. Uh-huh. That was like crossed out. Yeah.
0: So, okay, there's a little context to this. Yeah, so I need
2: context. So it still doesn't it make sense. A mall, it was
0: a Mall of America, and it was this like young black guy who, you know, outspoken about his faith. The shirt was neon green. Okay. So it was like meant to like be a statement, right? Uh So apparently, and so mall security came up to him because people had been complaining about his shirt, that it was offensive, uh, and it was like religious proselytization
2: at the mall. Was it the proselytization
1: or was it like the line through other kind of sacred symbols of other religions? Or was it that the shirt
2: was neon green?
0: Right. So, so, so mall security comes up to him because of other people complaining Uh and says, Hey buddy, you got to change your shirt or leave the mall, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And, and so he's like, you know, they're complaining that you're preaching or whatever. And Uh he's like, I haven't spoken a word to anybody. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just wearing a shirt. So that got viral the context is that apparently this same guy shows up at the mall pretty frequently and preaches. Oh, and so okay. he's already had it in with those guys because he actually does preach inside hey, the mall. And and so this time he wasn't, but, but people were still complaining about his obnoxious shirt and stuff like that, you. thinking that he's gonna preach. I got you. And they tried to kick him out and so anyway the 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 interaction got picked up on TikTok somebody filmed the security guard kicking him out of the mall mm-hmm. and it, 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 we published it i mean we, people ran with it that like christians are getting persecuted in minnesota but uh apparently this guy is a trouble a rabble-rouser yeah. okay. on purpose okay. and also
3: not being persecuted so not being persecuted uh, yeah. yeah persecution yeah. is
2: kind of like you're just minding your business and yeah. people try to kill they you, kill you because yeah, you know, exactly.
1: Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. not wearing a little yeah, different. It's yeah.
2: not wearing a neon green shirt. And yeah. Anyway. Emily, where where are the hot spots in this report? Like
0: where's Christian pre- persecution the the highest right now?
3: Um, so a, a lot of it is in like Sub-Saharan Africa that's grown a lot over mm-hmm. the last few years, um, specifically like a, Sud- a
0: Muslim-Christian mm-hmm. war kind Ex- of thing? like Islamic okay. extremists.
3: So like Sudan, Nigeria, mm-hmm. um, those mm-hmm. like they had been lower on the list, but they've grown a lot within the last few years just because they're experiencing more. North Korea is typically number one. Last year Afghanistan was number one, but North Korea got the title again. So
0: North Korea. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So. so
0: that so it's saying there are Christians in North Korea and that they're being persecuted. I didn't even know there were any Christians there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. You know, there's been
1: kind of clandestine missionary work in in North Korea for for there's a great organization um it's run by a woman who's been in the magazine. I think she's on the podcast back in the Hannah song. I believe it's freedom. in That's right. Mm -hmm. That that has worked um, on a lot of human rights issues, but including religious persecution in the country Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if you are looking for more information about North Korea in particular, it's there. She's great to check out.
3: Well, South Korea has like a really big Christian population as well. So it makes sense that they're probably doing something to help North Korea. So
0: the world's largest churches in
2: South Korea Mm -hmm. and Seoul. Yep. Okay, cool. What
3: do you have, Derek? How many of y'all
2: have updated your iPhones? I'm assuming we don't have any Android users here because we are people of taste on this. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to ruin the group chat like that. Okay, yeah. Awesome. So, I'm I, I, all, the way. all of you have updated your iPhone? Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah, noticed man. when you listen to music too loud, do you get like an alert? Or more, am I the only person that does that?
0: No, no, no. Yeah. I get it on my watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
3: I have done that before.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's for good reason because. Roughly a billion people, uh, between the age of eighteen to thirty-five, are suffering from hearing loss. And uh, hold on, what did you say, Derek? Roughly, roughly. <laughs> ah, good job! I Didn't missed catch it. That. Didn't I catch that. I missed it. That was great. That <laughs> was great. That was good. Go ahead. Uh, right. So, roughly a billion people are suffering from early hearing loss. And a lot of that is because of listening to music too loud in your earbuds or at concerts, live events. So um, yeah, stop listening to your music so loud. That's also actually terrifying for me. And and I'm gonna give you a personal story because I was mixing my album and my wife comes down and she's like, oh my God, it's so loud in here. I was like, I didn't even notice it. So I'm like, oh, man. I, I, oh, I, man. like to me, it's just normal. Yeah. Um. so music people and this is one thing hearing loss is one of the things it cannot be reversed like yeah, once mm-hmm. it's gone it's gone so protect your ears baby I'm gonna start listening to music a little bit lower for a show.
0: I think it's like I think it's interesting that this study came out that it's 18 to 35 year olds mm-hmm. because I feel like The younger you are, the less you think that that's going to be a problem. You know, going to concerts and not bringing little earplugs or whatever. You look Mm -hmm. like an old middle-aged person doing that. Mm -hmm. You don't do it if you're young. And it's affecting a billion young adults (laughs) because they haven't taken care of their ears. Yeah, Yeah, I started
3: noticing it probably a couple years ago that I can have a really difficult time just hearing things. Like everyone else can hear things at a normal level. And I'm the one person that's always like, can you speak up a little bit? But I went to a ton of concerts and like high school and call and i was trying to get to the front row so the speaker's like right there and i mean i remember leaving so many concerts with just like my ears ringing and thinking mm-hmm. that was so fun and funny but now i'm like oh my gosh i'm not going to be able to hear like every time i get in the car i feel like every couple months i've noticed that my volume is getting louder because i can't hear it anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: turn it down emmy what Mm-hmm. Stu- so, <laughs> turn uh, it down. It you better turn it down, Miss Emily Brown. <laughs> That's gonna be your new phrase. Turn it down, Emily Brown. She's
0: gonna do like a PSA. <laughs> like, like she's... I
3: have a million like <laughs> nicknames and phrases. So this is just the lo- like, the latest one In a very long list. Good.
0: It
2: is.
1: It is. A, it is a helpful message for the youth.
0: We're though. gonna do a poster like the "We Can Do It" from the World War II, where uh, like the ladies were working. We're gonna do like a "Turn It Down, Emily Brown," and it'd be your face. That's
3: gonna be right here on this wall once I finally decorate.
0: Yeah, I like it. All right. All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned up next. Levi and Jenny Lesko join us.
6: Time since i felt some progress having long nights. I wake up in cold sweat. I just wanted to breathe in the moment. I You're listening to Milo.
0: Really the song is Where You Are. want to be where you are. Good song. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Where our guests today are Levi and Jenny Lusco. They're authors, speakers, pastors of Fresh Life Church. Uh, their newest book is called The Marriage Devotional, and it's all about renewing healthy marriages no matter where you are in your relationship. Uh, Emily talks to them to discuss the markers of a healthy marriage, why it's important to make fun a priority in marriage, and what you should look for in a partner before you get married. Here's our conversation with Levi and Jenny Lusco.
3: What made you guys want to write this book in the first place?
6: Well, we both love going through devotionals together, but separate. Like, we don't really, we don't sit down and, like, read it together, but One we read it. Shake
4: two straws, you know, <laughs> leading the tramp style, and we, we don't do all that.
6: But we love to kind of, we love to be on the same page. So, like, I'll read, he'll read. Um, whether we're going through the Bible or a devotional or whatever, and um, it's just been a, a, a strength in our relationship and our marriage. And so, um, and then yeah, we wanted to write something that we would want to do.
4: We had done a bunch of different devotionals, and then we tried one that was a marriage devotional, and it just it was pretty thin. The Bible stuff was not there was not as much in the Bible, which is fine, you know. But we just were like ah. And I, I think we both just kind of had this light bulb moment of the, the devotional we're looking for doesn't exist. And whenever that's happened in the past, like after our daughter went to heaven, I was looking for a grief book that, that I had in my mind and I couldn't find it. So I kind of realized I was going to write it. And mm. that was this book too. We wanted to give a, a low barrier devotional that couples could read, it's accessible low the stuffs in the bottom shelf you know you don't have to have a phd in anything to read it and and that would be real world and we're the as the authors we didn't pretend like we we have some perfect marriage you know we we fight we have issues we we were through a hardship and that was what we wanted to come across in this in this book mm-hmm.
3: know the book is primarily about marriage but we definitely have a lot of people in our audience who are not married so what advice would you give someone who is maybe dating and ready to take that next step but like they're not sure like what that kind of season um what advice would you give someone to make sure that they're setting themselves up for a good marriage
4: so good Mm. i i guess think about the marriage vows you know Every time I do a wedding, it's I like them old school. Whenever couples are like, "I want to make my own vows," I'm like, "That's fine. Just make sure there's something intense in it." You know, I'm a peanut butter to your jelly. I love chocolate Oreos. Like, (laughs) eh, you want some? Like, I like to say the marriage vows need to be like snow tires. They're better if they have metal studs. Come on. You know, the reason the old marriage vows are so good is because it ends with "Till death do us part." First of all, it's ironclad. Then there's also um, better and worse, richer poorer, sickness health right to love and to cherish so um ask yourself when i look at this person is this a person that's going to be a better person or good 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 in a worse situation is this a a sickness person or a health only person Hmm. is this a you know you get the idea the point is a lot of people are dating and marrying only someone who's going to be amazing to be in financial prosperity or health or the summer of life what, what we know of the reality of life on this planet is there is lots of winter and there is lots of worse and sickness and, and so you just have to ask yourself the question like would this person be uh, fit for the fight? Are they, are they going to be good in a battle? Are they going to be one god forbid one of you ends up in a wheelchair you know some Mm. of our best friends that we love being around they're older and he has dementia and to watch how loving and serving she is Mm. uh, with her husband where she has to keep reminding him of who she is to him Mm. where you literally have a conversation with him and 10 times he'll ask you the same question but she just loves him. You just see the love for him, mm. you know? And so God forbid this hot person who's got biceps and, you know, she's, oh man, all the, the, the full deal, the full package of total 10. It's like, yeah, but what if one of you's in a wheelchair or, you know, how will she or he be to stand in a cemetery with? And, you know, we've, we've, we've found our loves only deepen for each other, picking out a casket for one of our kids, you know? And I, I think that's, that should be the litmus test you apply to any potential candidate, right?
6: Yes, yes, yes. So often we can go into dating and we're just like, oh, this he's awesome in this way. This is a little bit sketchy, but it's fine. And you're just kind of your eyes are a little bit closed and you just kind of see things. But I think the goal in dating is to keep your eyes wide open and to keep those people in your life who are going to tell you the truth and that you will like say, hey, when I start saying crazy stuff you got to tell me that this is not okay, or this and this and this, like keeping those people with eyes on your life yeah. um, and and speaking into your life where you are um, are seeing all of the things. Because once you get married, those things aren't going to go away. They might even become more.
4: And just be aware that physical intimacy only clouds your objectivity. Mm-hmm. So the earlier on you're, you're, you know those sorts of things are happening, the more and more you're going to have your 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 pers- actual vision dimmed of what's really in front of you yeah. because those things turned on are, are meant to sort of blind you to each other's faults.
3: I want to go back to something you mentioned about... Um, You know, someone who's kind of maybe a few years into their marriage and wants a change. Um, I think a lot of people probably feel that way, but they don't know how to take that first step and like initiate that change. So what would you tell them to do first?
6: Well, I think it it always starts with looking at ourselves. I think sometimes we'll be in... um, an issue in a relation, any relationship, and we just see what's wrong because of the, what the other person is not doing or doing. And I think it always starts with just a humble assessment of what is going on in my own heart. It's that whole Psalm 139 search me, oh God. And, um, know me, see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Like I think it's always important to focus on me and Jesus first. Lord, help me see my blind spot, my blind spots. Help me see where I'm missing it. Help me see where I'm, I have dysfunction. And you know, I think it's always wise and healthy to look inward. And that obviously comes from our relationship with the Lord, um, counseling on our own. I think, getting the tools that we need to assess our past and why we think this way and what went wrong so that this and I can um, move forward um, in a healthy way. Uh, I think that's so helpful. Um, And I think we can actually change a lot in our marriage when we just start changing things. About ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's um, and even when your spouse isn't necessarily on the same page, they don't see that there's a need for counseling or see that there's a need for for help or change. You can have the responsibility over yourself, and so often we've seen over and over again examples of couples where one spouse sees the need and makes some change. And that actually change, slowly changes the course of their marriage and their relationship. So I think that's a good first yeah, and, step.
4: And giving what you want. Because whatever you want, like, oh, I want them to do that. Like, ask yourself the question, how can I give that? Mm. You know, and is it's, you don't think of it as a marriage uh, scripture, but Joseph wanted at the beginning of the story, people to listen to his dreams. That's all he wanted. Just, I want my brothers to listen. I want my dad. I want someone to listen to my dreams. I had dreams, people. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the story, you see Joseph coming into a, a place of power and getting that, everyone listens to him. How does he get there? He gets there by listening to other people's dreams. He listened to Pharaoh's dream. He listens to the, the, the baker and the, the cupbearer's dream. Candlestick maker. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, candlestick maker, that's, All right. I that's, just, not that's what the came to my head. But, so I think that's powerful. And I think that's the kingdom, right? Jesus. How did Jesus get the disciples to servanthood? By giving what he wanted them to do. He modeled it and served and washed their feet. So I think if we, if I say, "Hey, why isn't Jenny doing this?" But it's like, "Well, how am I not doing that? How can I give what I want?" And I think that um, is just one very tangible way to to help begin to work on your marriage.
6: Yeah.
0: That was the Lescos. Make sure to check out their new book, The Marriage Devotional. Stay tuned. Up next is Epic Battle, Oscars Edition. listening to soccer mommy the song is shotgun did you guys see the uh soccer mommy tiny desk concert just came out this week um no disrespect i like soccer mommy but uh not all artists should go and uh take away the production and do it live you know what i'm saying yeah soccer mommy not exactly an essential watch for the tiny desk series Okay, it is time for our game. If you're a listener of the show over the last couple of years, you know every once in a while we like to play Epic Battle. You know, social media, people are arguing about who's better, Batman or superman or whatever this movie or that movie this artist or that artist or whatever this basketball player that basketball player jordan or lebron everybody's arguing and so epic battle is our chance to bring it all together and we're going to settle it once and for all uh we're going to do an oscars or a movie edition today because today's the day the oscars are announced so we're doing epic battle oscars edition oscars edition Okay, so we are going to welcome to the show our editor uh, Jason Tally. Hey, Jason. Hey y'all. So we are going to. That sounded like Emily. I'd-
3: yeah, I was going to say you're still in my phrase. <laughs> that's exactly.
5: And amazing. both of y'all sound like wow. Jamie. Yeah. Did you Shots get Did you already. get
3: nervous just then? Did
0: you like <laughs> hesitate or did you have a pre-planned hello? I what what, I what I was had your- no,
5: I had no pre-planned okay. thing. That was that was natural as it comes, and I'm a little upset that it sounds exactly like Emily and Jamie. So. I guess. think it's a southern yeah.
3: thing. That's all I know how to say. Hey y'all. Hey y'all.
5: Born and raised in Alabama, so it just comes out sometimes. Fair, mm-hmm. enough. So. Uh, Fair
0: enough. Just to give everybody the uh, the visual here, Jason is wearing a shirt that says "Sorry, I was praying." Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, or a yeah. hat that says "Sorry, I that's was awesome. praying," yeah. which is a perfect hat. Like if you're
2: late to stuff, it's yeah. amazing. Or if
1: you get pulled over by
2: the police. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna work. I don't know if that's gonna work, Jesse. Mm-hmm. I, I try
5: to be work. on time, but I could be 15 minutes late and walk in with this hat. I dare somebody to say something.
3: <laughs> One of my friends got pulled over by a cop, and she like intentionally pulled her Bible out and like when she was looking for her insurance, she was like, "Oh, sorry, can you hold this?" and like handed the officer her Bible, and did he it work? went, "It did work." She was like, "He said, you know what? I'll just give you a warning."
0: I pulled I'm when I was a teenager. I pulled time. the Christian Kid card I'm when I got pulled that. over, and I it, it, it worked. I okay and not to derail i was 16 my parents were out of town and and they said that i could use their car to go to youth group right while they were out of town and my dad had just gotten a brand new lexus and i knew where he hid the keys so i took his lexus it was brand new oh okay okay this is and i drive it to youth group i drive it to youth group he doesn't know this to this day and he doesn't listen to the show so whatever um So, I drive to youth group, and then after youth group, we're all going to Berkeley King. So, I fill up the car with three or four friends, and we're going down this road, Markham Woods Road. It's a 45 mile an hour limit, but it's a straight shot road for a few miles. And I notice that the speedometer goes to 180 on this new Lexus.
2: No, it's no. And 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 I'm 16. Cameron.
0: And I'm like, let's see what it can do. Floor it. Floor it. Okay. At the end of the road, a cop catches up to me so apparently about halfway through this drive i zoomed by a cop and it took him a solid 3 or 4 minutes to catch up to me okay so no, he catches like up to me pulls me over he says you were doing 123 and a 45 that's i'm 16 years that's old that's jail time that's that's yeah, how did he not
3: get your license just straight cut to jail up Listen, that's jail time because
0: a, white privilege, but B, I, <laughs> B, I told him, oh man, I'm so sorry, we were just coming from youth group. And I was just like a good little Christian kid. And I put on like Christian music on the radio and stuff. Like I played the innocence card. I was busy. I was hurrying to the orphanage to give them those (laughs) donations that I
4: collected.
0: I I was like, I'm so sorry. I know it's reckless. I just come from church and my friends, you know, whatever. Anyway, he goes, whatever. He gives me a good lecture and he comes back and he says, I, you know, clock to go on one twenty three. If you go double the speed limit automatically in Florida, you have to be arrested. So he gave me a, a, a ticket for going 89 in a 45. So he didn't have to arrest me. And it was like $650. I call my mom calls the next day to check how was everything. I was like, I got a ticket last night. she goes, well, you're going to pay it. And, and I said, yes, ma'am. And she didn't ask the context or the situation at all. And I got away with it. I, I worked and paid off the ticket. And they, to this day, don't know that I was going 123 in his brand new car. So yeah, play the Christian card.
1: Yeah, sorry, mm. I was Or praying, just don't but, go know, 123 and a 45.
0: You mm. mm-hmm. 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 just come from church. I'm, All right, I'm gonna be quiet. the teams. Jason, you and Emily are uh, one team. And Derek, you and Jesse are a team. Uh, uh, what are your team names, uh, Jason and Emily?
5: Um, I mean, it feels most appropriate that our team should just be called Hey Y'all. Fair.
2: The Hey Y'alls, I like yeah. <laughs> it. Okay, Jesse, what's your team name? Derek, what, what are you feeling, man? I'm with whatever you want, bro. You're, you're a lot more witty to me. I know you got some. I'm going
1: to gonna, gonna go with, um, just sorry. I was praying. Um, sorry I, I, was praying. I, I think it's, I think we can get some hats that 100%, are matching. 100%. 100% and, 100%, uh, exactly. listen,
5: I got you. Yeah. Okay, I can hook you all up. Just let me know. Yeah. You I got know you a guy.
0: sorry. I'm praying hat guy somewhere. I do. So, I do. all right. As you know, Epic battle is, I give you two, two people or things. And then a situation, uh, and these are all movie related. Um, Emily actually put the list together, oh, but gosh. she doesn't know what order that I'm doing it or what groupings I'm doing it. So Turn. I'm doing this. On so the fly. you telling
2: me the person that made the game, that's who we going against. She, she has no idea Here's how I'm going to do it. As though. I
3: was putting it together, there were a couple things I included that I was like, I feel like I'm going to regret including this. Cause I don't know how I'm going to defend this. <laughs> Sorry. All
0: right. So here we go. Uh, first up. Hey y'all, you guys have King Kong. And sorry, I was praying. You guys have the Dune Sandworm, that terrifying sandworm from Doom. Mm -hmm. The situation is surviving a space crash a la the movie Gravity. So who would be better at surviving a space crash like Gravity, either King Kong or the Dune Sandworm? Hey, y'all, you're up first. Tell us why King Kong would win that epic battle.
5: Um, uh, Okay, I'll start. So King Kong, first of all, doesn't have to have sand to survive. Okay. So in gravity, um, I think the crash that I'm thinking of anyway, they landed in water. And so King Kong is just going to stand up and he's just going to, you know, walk out of there, like handle his business, do whatever he needs to do. Mm. Uh, the worm, on the other hand, is going to struggle, probably going to drown, yeah. like can't get above the, the water line. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, that seems to
0: make perfect sense to me. All right. Sorry, I was praying. What's your rebuttal? Why would the dune sandworm survive better in a space crash? gravity. To, to, to me, this one
1: is easy, Derek, and feel free to feel free to jump in. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like when I think of sci-fi action movies, there's two kinds. Mm-hmm. There are uh, nerdy space movies, and then there's sweet mm-hmm. a- sweet monster movies. Okay, it's just a hard and fast rule. I've never even seen Dune because it falls in the nerdy space movie category. <laughs> you guys, my feelings about that are well established. Okay, okay.
0: Let me let me describe this this worm. It is the size of a seven forty seven. Big tremors. It lives under, it yeah, lives under the ground, and yeah. it comes up with all these teeth, and it like consumes people from the surface, and then it goes back underneath the ground. But my point is
1: this: Dune took place on some nerdy space planet, right? You're like, <laughs> it's fine. It's it like that's the worm is used to space stuff. Okay, you uh-huh. don't mix space stuff with non-space stuff. King Kong is a terrestrial monster who lives on Skull Island. He's just a big ape, okay? There's no way he's fair and well. Who knows what Space Worm encounters day-to-day out there in nerdy space world? He's probably seen... This is the least of his worries. Like a spaceship crash. I see this every day, okay? I live on a, I live on a planet... Isn't like a mining planet or something? This is... Yeah. They, they deal with this kind of stuff every day. King yeah. Kong doesn't even know the concept of space, okay? He doesn't know the concept of gravity. He would have a panic attack just... Proposing the scenario, <laughs> if you could figure out a way to communicate with him in sign language yeah. or however he, he communicates. Yeah. Okay. Mm. This one, Space Worm, like I said, he deals with this kind of stuff every day. Every day.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: Space Worm Ooh. acclimates to space uh, crash. I don't, but, I don't even need to say anything else. Go ahead. Im- go ahead, Emily. Try, yeah.
0: try yeah. it. Try well, it. Emily, do you have any final
3: rebuttal? Yeah, I do want go to talk ahead. about the intelligence level of King Kong versus a worm. Um, I think King Kong actually has more of a brain than this big worm because he's having to, like, Navigate and defend and like fight for his life. The worm's just vibing, just doing what he wants. So, if you put him in a different situation, he's not going to know what to do. King Kong, didn't he die falling off like skyscraper? <laughs> think he's
1: gonna think he can like get like 500 <laughs> times taller than that and fall and survive? No, he couldn't even do the Empire State Building, which isn't even that tall compared to skyscrapers anymore.
0: And if you think about it, like at the end of the world, cockroaches and worms are going to be the only thing that survive. Hey, which side are you on? i just saying so. he's made It's a compelling point. It's
2: a compelling point. <laughs> All yeah. i was going to say is King Kong can't be that smart if he keeps getting caught every movie. Like <laughs> every movie, the, the, the bro, he's the, he the, worst, the worst criminal or bad guy or whatever. But look, I'm just going to bring up one word that is obvious that I don't know why in the world nobody's getting it. But we're going to just start with oxygen. Yeah. I mean, the, the space worm lives in outer space. It's acclimated to whatever's out there. Well,
3: it's on a planet, so it's like, on a planet. But yeah. at the same time, so it's we don't oxygen know. Levels. Like,
2: like yo, King Kong, oxygen. He's gonna suffocate before he even drowns. The so, could find they
1: don't make spacesuits that big. It's just listen, you find worms. Pig, we don't even no one even knows if worms breathe. No one knows. No one's ever even looked into it. We're just assuming they'd be fine. No in space. one's ever looked into okay? it.
2: And there has to be some dirt somewhere if there's water. So he's gonna find dirt.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna go with uh I'm going with uh sorry I was praying. I I I think the case that space worm would survive a space crash. Is, is Briggs, the compelling Aubrey's one?
1: Is obvious.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Next one up. Uh, hey, y'all. You have the the Na'vi Na'vi species from Avatar. Okay. 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 The blue people. Uh, yeah. 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 The blue people. Uh, hey. Uh, sorry, I was praying. You have ET stuck in his little basket. Okay. On okay. the bike. On the bike. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. This Poo. is gonna be fun. Who? Would do a better job sewing a dress like Phantom Thread, like the movie Phantom Thread. Who would do better sewing a dress? Either the blue people from Avatar or ET stuck in his little basket. Uh, sorry, I was praying. You're up first. Again, I feel
1: like this one. I don't even need to make the case for for ET. He's 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 small. He fit in that basket pretty easily. Uh, you know, I, I I'd, I'd assume. Any
0: creature. But he doesn't have little fingers. He has these long, weird fingers, and for sewing. Great point, Cameron. No, but
1: but but what I'm saying is he's used to working at things at that scale. The Na'vi, one at least at least E. T. can disguise himself in a blanket. You know, he 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 works with fabric. The Na'vi are scantily clad. I saw the new film. Okay, <laughs> they ain't they ain't sewing. Okay, they're finding leaves and 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 things. They also, huh. there was a whole finger situation. I think they had like six fingers in the movie. I can't remember. It was something like that, an extra finger. That might be useful for spear fishing or, or riding with the whales like in the movie, but I don't think for threading a needle, you want an extra finger bobbing around in the way. It just seems like E.T. is, is, is much more acclimated to this. Derek, do, do you have thoughts on this? You seem like
2: you got strong Na'vi thoughts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what kind of... Like, how can you sew if you're like eight foot tall? Exactly. Like with with these long fingers. Like I I'm like, like, there's no
3: way. Height does not determine sewing ability. Look how big their Thank hands you, Emily. are. I was okay, do you that. think? Let
2: me ask you a question. I would give you honest question. All right, honest question. Who's more equipped to sew? Right, Emily Brown or Shaq? Exactly. Who do you think is going to do a better job at did? sewing, Jason? or Shaq not have anything to do with their height because his hand is so big Shaq can't even get the needle through the thread it, or well, the, the, the thread the, through the needle e- like so that's what I'm finger, saying
1: he teased the tip of his finger lights up which I feel like is a huge
2: asset while so you can see while, in the dark sewing. if he's, he's like trying massive. to asset. put the needle the, the needle and thread together in the dark he just used the light at the end of his finger the <laughs> Na'vi I mean that what? how long do you think their hand is what four feet tall like oh. four feet long but there's no way but four feet long with a little needle and thread there's no way Oh.
0: Alright, hey y'all, what's your rebuttal that uh, the the Na'vi species from Avatar would do better sewing a dress?
3: Um. Okay, I would like to point out that E.T. had a whole option for clothing, and he picked a blanket to wrap himself in. But the Na'vi, while scantily dressed, do at least fashion together some, I don't know, leaves or whatever, or some sort of fabric, whatever they have on their planet. To because make- they can't sew. <laughs> No. <laughs> they create some. They create clothing. No one that knows how to sew
1: is stitching together vines. Okay.
3: No, they are. They like, you leave it together. Okay. So they could be, it's a different form of, there's multiple different forms of sewing. My mother is a quilter, so I know this for some reason, but there's different ways to sew. So they could have like, cross-stitched it or crocheted it. There's a lot of different ways. And I think that's what they did. E.T., we're not talking about those crochet and pot holders here okay with the little
2: we're, talking, we're talking about phantom the thread, phantom thread. we're talking about yeah, high level like yeah, okay, but they yeah. do
3: have like long yeah. like skinny like some of, okay first off the entire nation to pick from the entire nation there's I, I don't know statistics a, a large amount of them one of them's got to be able yeah. to have little fingers to sew
0: yeah, It is true the, the comparison was The entire Na'vi species From Avatar Versus mm-hmm. E.T. Stuck in his little basket
1: So
4: They are
3: foot tall Okay Not that I advocate Child labor But they could get A little kid to do it
1: <laughs> Then why haven't they Then why haven't
3: they
0: Then why are they
1: Running because around the With seaweed wrappers? Because
3: the are Free to live
4: Well
0: but ET's
2: totally naked. ET's totally naked. The kid put the blanket on him. Not, yeah, he not crash him. landed. We don't know what, what he's kind <laughs> of. Uh, so hold on. We're not going to judge people that like to live their life naked. Like
3: <laughs> ET made his decision. <laughs> we are going to judge them no, <laughs> a little bit. He's comfortable with it
2: ET made his decision. And he said that he would rather be free. Mm-hmm. I, right. No.
5: No. No. I, I mean, the truth that. is, he just didn't know how to sew anything, so that he couldn't make any clothes. Like, that's how the long was ET on Earth? Was he
2: on Earth for four? He's on Earth for
1: like three days. Well, look, he, he could easily pick up and consume Reese's pieces, no problem. You're <laughs> telling me you don't see a Navi picking up those? That, that'd be an impossible task. That'd be like using tweezers to pick up a grain of sand. It's going to be very difficult, okay? With those big paws, they got.
5: I have a rebuttal. There's two things that we haven't discussed here about the Navi. Okay. okay. First off, Is we didn't actually decide how big this this sewing project is. Uh So the the size of their hands don't really matter because ET is going to be doing a smaller blanket or whatever,
1: and they're going to be obviously doing a like phantom
2: thread. Now we did Mm -hmm. establish that like Was he sewing?
1: Was he sewing uniforms for basketball players or for an elegant petite uh, model? Or what? I haven't seen it. It looks very boring, but. Sorry, I like Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> but you lost me at Taylory yeah. movie. Uh, it's
0: gonna be a blast. That's going it's a three hour <laughs> movie about, about Taylor. Right? Exactly. It's, 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 gonna a hard, it's gonna
4: be a hard. It's okay. gonna
5: But here's here's the bigger point. Here's the bigger point. You know, the Navi have that 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 ponytail, the thing that they, like plug into things. So I'm really more interested in the fact that they probably that their are going have something. Isn't that their
0: sex organ? Isn't that the thing that they? Oh
5: God, no, no. That's how they connect to the animals, and they can... oh. it's a complicated situation. They play, that know, would make to the, the leaves. Very
2: so interesting.
5: Connect to the tree and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, but but I, I feel like there's something that they can connect to. That boom, you know, then they just they're able to just So I feel like they're just going to do a better job at it.
0: I've heard it. I've heard enough. I'm going to go with the fact that it's the entire species of Navis and there's there's somebody in the mix that could could be nimble enough to do this. I'm going to go with with uh, you All All right. Last one. We're tied. One one. This is a tiebreaker and we got to be quick with this one. Uh, Sorry, I was praying you have Tom Hanks in character as Forrest Gump. Hey, y'all, you have Tom Hanks in character as Chuck from Castaway. (laughs) Who would do better escaping prison a la the Shawshank Redemption? Hey, y'all, you're up first.
5: Yeah, I mean, well, gosh, I mean, straight out of the gate, we just have to address the fact that he survived, like, in the middle of nowhere. He built a raft. He, like, got you know, into the water. Like, he, he survived this whole thing. Um, so I feel like he would be very easily equipped to, like, almost like MacGyver it. You know, figure out, like, mm-hmm. okay, what do I have at my disposal? Mm-hmm. What can I use to get off of this deal? Like, how can I get out of here? he would easily do that like there's no question i mean when we think about think about stinking tom hanks inside of forrest gump he all he knew how to do was run you know like he just ran that's all he knew how to do
0: all right sorry i was praying what's your rebuttal uh first off
1: i'm pretty sure if you're escaping prison the ability to run is uh pretty critical uh i'd say one of the most you give the man a little daylight he gone he gone just send him out on work duty Cleaning the ditches. Where'd Forrest go? I don't know. He just started running. No one's going after him. <laughs> Two. Tom Hanks and Castaway. It took him like ten years to figure out how to get past waves. Okay. Do <laughs> you, you think he's b- busting out of a prison? He couldn't even. He couldn't even <laughs> wade out past. You, you know, little little three foot waves. It took him like ten years, and he just got lucky one day because a old porta potty washed up. Man, he ain't breaking <laughs> out of no prison. He can't even get off an
0: island. You can
3: put him in prison
0: all right uh hey y'all what's your final rebuttal
3: i think that his role on castaway or tom hanks on castaway would be the best option because he did not give up trying to get like and he like jason said he did macgyver his way eventually and again shawshank redemption it's not like he got into prison and then was out the next day he had been like it was a waiting game patience too i don't know if for like Mm -hmm. and like you said Forrest can run But that is the final part of it. He's got to get through all of this first. Got to get out of there. And most of Forrest Gump is like just things happening to work out for him. Here's the
2: thing exactly, which goes into my point things just happening and working in his favor. Forrest Mm -hmm. Gump is the luckiest character. Period. The dude's so lucky that they started a fake shrimping business and yep. it's in freaking New York City right now. Times Square. Gump Shrimping Co. Like, so the guy is that lucky that there's there's no way you need a little luck to get to break out of prison. Like, there's no True. way that Forrest Gump was not going to get out because everything freaking worked for Forrest Gump. It never didn't work.
1: It, it is about mindset. I'm about to walk this thing
2: off. Okay. <laughs> walk it off.
1: It, he, he would... Th- cast away tom hanks wouldn't even try to break out of prison because he would just you know paint a beach ball and and, and talk to it or or befriend a pri- he, made, pi- he would make the best of it he would he, he would saying, befriend yeah. a pigeon just like that one guy <laughs> he befriended a volleyball you don't think he's gonna befriend like a the the, the prison yard pri- pigeon and he's gonna live a happy content life what happened when, when that guy got sprung guess what his life went downhill he just wanted to live back there push a the little library card around and, and hang out with the pigeon we all know yeah. how it worked out from him when he got out. He didn't yeah. want to leave.
0: Okay. All right. Sorry. I was praying. You win it. Uh, I agree. That was a good, that was uh, a good one. <laughs> for uh, win it. All right. So sorry. I was praying two to one wins. Epic battle. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Levi and Jenny Lesko for joining us today. Make sure to order the marriage devotional now. Um, also, Head over to relevantmagazine.com. We are doing it. We are publishing a ton of great stuff every day and you should make it part of your daily web browsing. We recently updated our site design. Our homepage is totally different. Uh, We're working through the site and updating each section as well. Our articles are a little different. You'll notice, you know, I mean, it's all about evolving, right? You know, Um, you can also stay connected by right there on the side, or the right rail and on the homepage, you can sign up for our, our daily newsletter where you get your, our top five trending stories sent to your inbox. It's a great way to stay in touch or follow us on all the socials. Uh, We're posting on Twitter and Facebook all day, every day we're posting on IG, IG stories more frequently now. That's great. And uh, we have other stuff in the, in the pipeline. So make sure to follow us on all the big, all the socials. Okay. On that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Gary. I'm Emily Brown. And I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone.
6: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com.
1: An element of something where anything can happen. Relevant Podcast Network.